Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the second guest show. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, beachside right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Bobby J and I will take you till 7 o'clock tonight. And then it'll be the Matt McMahon Show, LSU Men's Basketball Show will come on at 7 o'clock early on. LSU Women's Basketball taking the lead, but it is really early in the game over Tennessee. Uh, we're going to go back to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. We're going to go to James in New Orleans. James in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Hey, guys, listen. Tell Novak I like his style. He took a lot of words out of my mouth, especially with the exodus of our defensive linemen. Um... I would try to get Wilkes in here uh, because we need somebody that's going to uplift the team a little bit. I mean, I'm really down off of, off of losing, off of losing that de- uh, defensive coordinator. I so you like think uh, Steve Wilkes would come? Uh, he, he probably he, he thinks he's uh, and, and he's he's own a head coaching job, but uh, I mean, because yeah, you look at to me, he didn't get a chance. Right he didn't get a chance at the Cardinals, like I said, and Carolina. To ultimately see if he could be a head coach long term. So you think he just comes because looking for a job? I think he comes because he wants to stick at the Carolina for one. Um, and, 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 and two, we got a pretty decent defensive ball club here. At least we had one. So this is leaving, and I think I think he could he could get his name up uh, with a good season. He wants to be a head coach, no doubt. But just just let me take a step back. I mean. Harvey Roseman has had the best year that I could think of since Jimmy Johnson. He gets our number 10 pick. He gets our second-round pick next year. I don't know what else. He gets our best defensive young player in uh, the Johnson for Peanut. And we, in, in return, we get a, a, a starting right tackle. I know you're telling me he left tackle. He's going to be a starting right tackle. And a, and a second wide receiver. He's never going to be the lead wide receiver. He's on the team that the way we normally play football. Well, and I think what Bob, what Bob has said, I agree with. He's a good to very good receiver. But, man, for this team, I think you want a bigger, thicker receiver to be your number one guy. And while Olavi can do a lot of things out on the field and you team him up with Shahid, who's the speed guy, one thing this team doesn't have is that big, thickly built wideout that on third and five, he gets you seven yards. Well, that, that's, what the the Eagles, that's what the Eagles did uh, when Howie Roseman. They went to get A.J. Went to get A.J. The one thing, Howie Roseman, 
I mean, that guy, I mean, he might be one of the... How could he not be a Hall of Fame general manager? Let me tell you why. To me, uh, how he's like, okay, we made a mistake. They just move on. Look at Carson Wentz, whatever. If you look at the Eagles now, who won a Super Bowl five years ago with a different coach and a different quarterback. It's not a decade or a dozen years ago. Five years ago, they win a Super Bowl, different coach, different quarterback. Now they got uh, Jalen Hurts and uh, Nick Seriano, Mike, if you look at that. I mean, that, what Howie Rosen has done, and he, and he never played football. Nope. He never played football or anything. How he's running the Eagles, Mike, I don't know. Uh, you might be able to educate me about this. Uh, has there been a better, more um, pushing the right buttons uh, general manager than Howie Roseman? I mean, short term, because one thing he's been I, unbelievable. I, I, like how, I like about people in any business is that, okay, continuity is great if you're successful. But when you're not successful, you have to admit your mistakes. You, you gotta right? admit your mistakes, move on, and be aggressive. Look what Howie did this offseason. He goes out and get AJ Brown from the Titans. Okay, he goes out and signed Hassan Reddick. He goes and get Chauncey Garner Johnson. He signs James Bradbury, the other corner opposite Darius Slay. He goes get Indomitian Sue. And that was with because Bradbury was with the Giants. He right? was with the Giants, and and look what he did. And being able to piece all that together. Linville Joseph, you talk about Dominic and Sue. Look at their line. And, and what they got, man, Sue, okay, I think his deal is, man, sign me up. I want to play for the playoffs. This regular season stuff, somebody else can do that. I want to play when everything's on the no, line. What are you going to do look for the, me now? Look the impact he had yesterday from the middle. Yeah, well, man, what, what can you do for me man, now? James Austin was, whoa. Josh was like, man, where's that big guy coming from? He was all over the field. So he's drafted well, but he's been very aggressive in free agency. And I think right. that was the key. I'm not standing pat no, here no, in no, Philly because no. th- they're going to run me off. Well, when you think about that, even uh, the drafting of Jalen Hurts, the Eagles fans were booing. Jalen Hurts, we got Carson Wentz or whatever. Well, why are we drafting Jalen Hurts and all that? And, and look how quickly that's turned. And so now this year he's got two first-round picks. No, uh, he my, might have my, the 10th and the last. How can he not win executive of the year? Oh, that, it, it slam dunk. It's not even close. But his aggressiveness, and he, and he hit the right people at the right time to bring in to the Philadelphia organization with a young coach who sort of got it. Now, his first press conference was awful, but that didn't mean anything. Look what he's been able to do in the two years there. He gets you to the playoffs first year, and then bang. You playing on Super Bowl Sunday. Well, uh, that, that, I mean, that's what, Mike, I just look at simply, I'm going to say it again. Uh, they won the Super Bowl five years ago. They had a different coach and quarterback. And you think you're going to build something. And then they're back in the Super Bowl with a different coach and quarterback. Now, that, that, that doesn't happen and, and the, that quickly. And the two quarterbacks are irrelevant today. Carson Wentz and Foles. Yeah. But who's relevant the, the coach, Doug Peterson. Yeah, Doug Peterson. <laughs> Out in Jacksonville. So we'll be back with more second guests right after this break here on the Big 870. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're back here on Second Guest. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino beachside right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. We're going to go to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line, and we have on Bob Fesco, who is a radio talk show host for Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City. Bob, thanks for being on with us. And, man, breathe it in. Three out of the last four years that Chiefs have played on Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, the Patriots spoiled everybody that that's what everybody shoots for. But, man, the Chiefs are right there three out of the last four. It's been an incredible ride, really. I mean, and you can't take any of it for granted because it could end tomorrow, you know. So you have to enjoy each and every one like it's the first and only that you'll ever experience. And, you know, this town is just crazy right now with what they finished off yesterday and the way that they finally got revenge on the Bengals. This is the sweetest one of them all so far. Now, uh, Bob, uh, I don't know. Uh, I look at, I don't know. I think Mahomes' ankle is hurt. But is it a sprained ankle, high ankle sprain? You can look at the different degrees and all that. Uh, I know he's a warrior, uh, but I, I think now with two weeks, man, I don't think we're even going to be bringing up the ankle unless you re-injured in the game. But when I look at uh, all of a sudden, you look at Jacksonville Division around and uh, what he, he threw for 326 yards and two touchdowns, uh, even though he was missing uh, what, uh, three of his wide receivers to injuries. Uh, then all of a sudden, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin led the way with 116 yards and a touchdown. You know, because a lot of times, I know we did this with the Saints, uh, like teams will say, oh, we didn't have all hands on deck. We didn't have all our receivers. That seems like that doesn't uh, matter to uh, Andy Reid and uh, Pat Mahomes and what they're doing offensively or as a team, uh, considering all the young players they've played also and the success they've had. Well, I'm telling you, nothing phases these guys. I mean, and, and the fact on the last play of the game, he outran Cincinnati Bengal defensive players with a bum ankle, too, tells you how talented this guy really is. But, I mean, he had Travis Kelsey, obviously, for a while in that game, and, and he made some noise early, and then everybody just started to go down, and you're like, what's going on here? Who's going to step up? And, you know, we talked about MVS a little bit there, Bobby, and, and he's a guy that, you know, kind of was – I don't want to use the term invisible, but he didn't really do much during the regular season, and people were wondering, you know, if this was a, a guy that was going to produce. But, man, as soon as those lights of the postseason came on, he's really stepped it up. He played great against Jacksonville, and he played phenomenal yesterday against Cincinnati. And then, you know, you got a guy like Sky Moore and Isaiah Pacheco. A lot of these draft picks that Brett Veach was able to get in this year's draft, you know, came up big. A couple of defensive backs, you know, you got Williams and Watson, both with interceptions in the game. And so, you know, everybody on this roster from 1 to 53 or however many are on a roster these days when you count the practice squad, Everybody produces, everybody contributes, and everybody has a, a big part in this win from yesterday. And McDuffie, man, he made a couple of big plays also in that game. Yeah, he's been really good for this he, team, man. He, he was a great pick. I mean, people 
People almost forget that he was the first pick of the draft because he was banged up early in the season, and George Karloftis was the pick after him. He's he's had a really nice start to his career here in Kansas City and finished in the top five in rookies in sacks this year. And so you're starting to really see a lot of these young guys become big-time contributors for this team, and that's how you maintain that success of the dynasty that's going on here in Kansas City. It's not just Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. While they're big parts of it, when you can get legit production from guys that you're taking in the seventh round and they're big-time players in the AFC championship game, I mean, that says a lot about Brett Veach and the way that his staff and the front office side of things does their business too. Bob, now, but Bob, what was your uh, mindset? Um, were you a little nervous? And the reason why I bring this up, I mean, I'll, I'll look at last year, Chiefs are up 21-3, to and you think, oh, we're going to take care of business, then you end up losing overtime and – and y'all know, uh, boy, uh, three straight losses uh, to the Bengals. So I, that has to be in all the fans, the back of their mind. Uh, and you, were you kind of apprehensive? Uh, like, okay, all of a sudden Joe Burrow sacked three times in the first quarter alone, and the Bengals' offense didn't gain a single yard. What were you thinking then compared to where the game was at the end? <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you know, all over the place, quite honestly. I mean, I think I've been sick to my stomach for the last week waiting for this game to get here. And then – being the late game yesterday didn't help anybody. You know, you, you, you watched that first game, and quite honestly, that wasn't much of a game for anybody to sit down and enjoy with the way it became a blowout really fast. And then so your, your nerves are just going. Like, my wife doesn't normally cook, and she put out a spread yesterday of food, and nobody ate one bite of it. I mean, we had all of these dips and, you know, things go to waste because everybody's looking around going, I can't eat. I'm so nervous I can't eat. And as the game went on and it – kind of started to develop the way it did and then Cincinnati tied it less and less of an appetite where it's like oh my goodness what's going to happen in this game and so it was it was a roller coaster of emotions and even when it was all said and done I just kind of sat there in disbelief because Harrison Butker has been you know the, the butt if you will of all jokes this year from a kicking standpoint he couldn't do anything right and then he comes through and calmly nails a 45 yard or whatever it was to to win the game like that in a driving windstorm that had they been two yards back he doesn't make it across the crossbar. So, like, everything in that last drive benefited the Chiefs to get in that perfect field goal position for Harrison Bucker to redeem himself and for the Chiefs to win that game. Bob, uh, this goes back a few years, but uh, I had a, a coach send me some tape of Chris Jones, uh, and he was entering his junior year of high school. He went to Houston High School in, in Mississippi, and – uh, man, I'm watching it, and I took it off after about 10 plays. I had seen enough. Uh, I mean, he wasn't good. He was dominant. Now, he sort of played when he wanted to, and, and that's sort of been the M.O. with him at Mississippi State. Uh, maybe he doesn't run hot all the time motor-wise, but, man, you talk about when he's chimed up, he's as good as you can get. And the fact that he's interchangeable, you can put him inside, you can put him out on the edge, he was the most dominant player on the field yesterday. Uh, of all the guys, it was Chris Jones. He was more in the backfield than, than P. Ryan and Joe Mixon was for Cincinnati. Well, yeah, he, he, he was fantastic. And, and you know what? The, the whole time leading up to this game, in, in 13 previous playoff games, he'd never had a sack. And I kind of said, you know, it's time for Chris Jones to step up and show why he is one of the best defensive players in the game right now. And, you know, big-time players make big-time plays in the biggest games. Chris Jones had yet to do that. That was the one thing that was lacking from his resume. 
But my God, he wiped that out yesterday. A couple of sacks, I want to say, like five pass hurries, you know, tackles in the backfield. Like, uh, he, you, you talk about a defensive player owning a game. I don't know that I've seen a defensive player own a game like that since Lawrence Taylor used to take over games back in the 80s and 90s. Uh, Bob, uh, what is the take now? I know it's early. It's two weeks away. Uh, the take right now uh, as far as everyone views, okay, yeah, you have Pat Mahomes, but we got the better team, that being the Eagles. When you talk about the offensive defensive line overall, and uh, no, when you look at a point and a half, two points, whatever the spread is, is going to be eventually, you know, pick them type game. But um, uh, what is your take on the Eagles? Because I think if the Chiefs win, they definitely would have earned this Super Bowl because I think the Eagles are that good. The, the Eagles were a team, and I was telling somebody this today that I was having lunch with a buddy of mine. He's like, what do you think of the Eagles? I said, all season long, I kept telling myself, I need to watch more of the Eagles. I need to watch more of the Eagles. And I never did watch enough of the Eagles. But the, the Eagles that I saw, if they played like they did yesterday, I don't care who's playing quarterback back there. That defense can absolutely get after it. And this is the third time in Super Bowl history that the number one passing offense is taking on the number one passing defense. And the other two previous ones were the Raiders when they took on Tampa Bay. Rich Gannon played against Tampa in that Super Bowl. And then Peyton Manning took on Seattle. The number one defense has won both of those games by an average of 31 points. So the, the history doesn't say it fares well, but who am I to say Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid aren't going to dial up the greatest game plan you've ever seen. Then you talk about a revenge game in the Super Bowl for Andy Reid, an organization that, you know, 10 years ago told him, told him to see the door and take care, and now he has an opportunity to beat them in the Super Bowl. I think there's going to be a lot of revenge for Andy Reid. I think the players are going to start sensing that this is a big one for Andy Reid, and they're going to want to go out there and win this one for Andy. And how cool would that be for a guy like Andy Reid to get one of his biggest wins of his career beating a team that gave up on him 10 years ago? No, that, that, that would be a solidify all of a sudden what have you done for me lately, and everybody's saying, oh, I think Andy Reid's better than Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick and the Patriots, they're not winning anything without Tom Brady. So Today, uh, 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 give me Andy. Yeah, all of a sudden they give Andy Reid a, 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 a lot of credit there. Now, Bob, what about, uh, you know, we always look at our LSU players, uh, and, he, and what they had a high ankle sprain in late November or uh, middle November, somewhere around there, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Will he be able to contribute and be ready uh, in a couple of weeks for the Super Bowl? I have no idea, and quite honestly, I think most people have kind of just forgotten about Clyde Edwards-Alaire right now. He's been nothing short of a bust, you know, here in Kansas City, and he's going to have that fifth-year option conversation this offseason, and they're probably not going to pick that up. And It's unfortunate because he's shown at times the ability to be really, really good, and you see those signs and you're like man there it is that's what I want to see and then you don't hear from him again and then he gets injured and it's just been a really kind of you know up and down career so far here in Kansas City and he to me is the poster child for why you never waste draft picks on running backs I mean the, the best running back on this team right now is Isaiah Pacheco he's a seventh round pick Jarek McKinnon was a cast off free agent that nobody wanted you know on on this team and you know, the, the guy that was drafted the highest overall is hardly seen the field because he's hurt all the time. Now, uh, Bob, uh, okay, if you looked in your crystal ball and, and, uh, and look into the future and that where the Chiefs are at offensively, and uh, I'm sure Chiefs fans, oh, we're not going to re-sign Tyreek Hill. Uh, we can let him go to the Dolphins. And it seems like you're going to have your cake and eat it too because it's 
worked out, both for Tyreek Hill, considering the numbers he put up with the Dolphins, but also you look at Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, I'm looking at, look, number one offense. doesn't get any better than that. If you're number one, then look, all of a sudden, without Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, whether it's the NFL MVP, regular offensive player of the year, uh, I mean, look, uh, best season of his career, throwing for a career best, 5,250 yards, leading 41 touchdown passes. So uh, what case does that make? Like, okay, even if you're not going after a great or keeping a great receiver like Tyreek Hill, you still be able to excel on that level. Is that more because of Pat Mahomes? Because that, to me, is a win-win both for the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Well, it was a win when the Chiefs made the trade. I was so excited about it, and I told everybody this team's going to be just fine without Tyreek Hill, and sure enough, here they are in the Super Bowl. So you're talking to a guy who's not surprised by this at all because I saw it coming, and it really is reminiscent of what the Patriots did with Tom Brady. When you have a great quarterback like Tom Brady, like Patrick Mahomes, like Joe Burrow right now too, when you have those guys that are in that that just that different level above everybody else, you don't really need to spend on those skill position players. They'll make guys better. That's why they're great at what they do. That's why they get paid the big bucks. And so I think once Travis Kelsey decides to retire, we're probably not going to see that quote-unquote big-time offensive weapon here in Kansas City. I mean, how many years did Tom Brady do it with Wes Welkers of the world and guys like that? Now, he got Gronk there, obviously, and, and he turned out to be a great player, but he was a second-round draft pick or something like that. He wasn't necessarily a big-money guy at that time, and you're going to pay your big money to Chris Jones, and you're going to pay it to Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and everybody else is just going to have to be a contributing part. But quarterbacks, when they're as great as Patrick Mahomes, elevate everybody else around them, and he's done nothing but elevate this entire team since he's come to Kansas City. Bob, looking to the offseason um, and, and looking at this football team, I, I think the addition of – What's going to happen along the offensive line will be interesting because they they really rebuilt that two years ago. But for me, another edge rusher I I think would really help this defense out. Oh, I agree. I I, I totally agree. It it seems like we're there every year, you know, with this organization. We need an edge rusher, somebody, you know, that can get to the quarterback. Frank Clark's a free agent after this season. I don't know if they're going to bring him back. I didn't think they were going to bring him back this year. Frank Clark is a star in the postseason. Do you realize Frank Clark is third all-time in NFL history in postseason sacks ahead of guys like, I don't know, Reggie White, Lawrence Taylor? Let that sink in for a minute. Frank Clark is third all-time in NFL history in postseason sacks. And so he showed up again yesterday. This guy just has whatever it takes to turn it on in the postseason. He's been He's been unreal, man. That, that guy two years ago, three years ago, when they won that first Super Bowl, I'm calling this guy the closer because at the end of every single playoff game, he was making a play at the end to seal a victory for the Chiefs. Now, uh, you know, Bob, when you look at, um, like, I don't know, in fans of acts, because uh, you look offensive coordinator like Eric Bieniemy, and uh, and watch it sometimes. Still like Andy Reid's back in charge. I mean, he might uh, – <laughs> You give Eric Bieniemy a chance to call plays and all. So, what is the take on that? It's like uh, he throws Eric Bieniemy a ball now and then. It almost reminds you like Sean Payton and Pete Carmichael, uh, as well, far as they're involved with the offense. Yeah, Andy's running the show, and, and that's what you want. It's Andy Reid. I, I don't care, you know, what he says on the sidelines or in press conferences on who's calling plays. It all runs through Andy, and I want it to run through Andy because he's the brilliant offensive mind, and he's got great guys around him. Obviously, we, we know the success there. The enemy's had Matt Nagy's back. 
uh, here in Kansas City. Does an amazing job. It has a great relationship with Patrick Mahomes, so that helps out so much. And so you're, you're just looking at a, a really cohesive offensive staff. But, you know, when, when it's time to send that play into Patrick Mahomes, that's all Andy Reid telling him what to do. Uh, Bob, I kept this in my notes that I found this. And, you know, t- going back to Tyreek Hill, and you got to give uh, Kansas City Chief General Manager uh, Brett uh, Veach a lot of credit. I mean, look at the Tyreek Hill, highest paid wide receiver, $120 million, a four-year deal. But then you look at what the Chiefs were able to do. Uh, and how does the Chiefs fan base, how do they feel about this? You're able to sign because uh, then I'll go to one player. And Tyreek Hill, you get uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, you look at uh, Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantling with how he contributed uh, yesterday. And then you brought in safety uh, on the defensive side, uh, like safety Justin Reed, and then you added a veteran like Carlos uh, Denlap. Uh, so, so what did you take uh, with those players? It's like almost like a 4-1, to one, and then it seemed like it, it, it worked out, like I said, for Hill, but it also worked out for the Chiefs. Now, this one caught my attention that uh, – Kansas City, it was roughly 55% of Hill's production in the regular season that you got from those players with Smith-Schuster. And uh, you look at the receiving core, uh, but then uh, in the regular season, uh, roughly only 14% of the cost. So when that caught my attention, uh, that when you look at that, uh, when you weigh in the pros and cons, okay, what is the cost and what is the production? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great number there. I hadn't heard that one before. I mean, 55% of the production for 14% of the cost. I think if you're running a business, you'll take that any day of the week, you know. And that's what you have to do, though. I mean, that, that's where the NFL is with the salary cap era that we're in now. You have to find a way to get production out of guys who don't make a lot of money because you can't pay everybody on your roster. And when you're getting ready to pay guys, you have to make sure you're paying the right guys. And by that, I mean, are they willing to go out there and earn their money even after they sign that big check. Because some guys, and, and, and a lot of times it happens in baseball, guys get fat and happy. They sign those big 10-year contracts, and they just kind of meander through. you got to make sure you're paying the right guys that are not satisfied, that are willing to go out there and get better every single day. And I think the Chiefs have nailed it so far with Chris Jones and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Those are the big ticket money item guys that they're paying right now. Bob, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Man, soak it in, brother. Three out of the last four years, that is really something in today's world. There's not a lot of people that will be able to say that. And you might have a few more with Mahomes, a healthy one, that's for sure. No, so thanks, no thanks doubt, so much man. For thanks for having us. me. All right, Appreciate Bob, it. thank you. Bob Fesco from Sports Talk 610 in Kansas City. Bob, go to show starting to feel our wage. Uh, this just came down. Cindy Williams, who played uh, Shirley on the Vernon Shirley, Laverne Shirley, passed away today. 75 years old man you you think about that you know you're a certain age man you you saw laverne and shirley said i remember when yeah they were living in milwaukee yeah but i remember the original part they were in happy days and laverne and shirley went on a date with the fonz and richie cunningham and you'd have to watch the episode of it uh and then shirley smacked uh richie about how her and laverne had gotten to the fight but 75 years old her family just announced that Cindy Williams, 75 years old, uh, who played uh, Shirley on Laverne and Shirley has passed away. I don't know the words. What was that song? Na 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 They were like in Milwaukee, and they were like, I can't think of the song. I can't think of it right now. And then Laverne had the big L on her shirt. And Shirley had the big S. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870.
Back here on Second Guest, Mike Gatilla along with the Cajun Cannon Bobby Bear at the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. We're going to go back to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. Paul on the North Shore. Paul, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Hey, what's going on, guys? All right, Paul. Um, real quick, I have a, a few people and then well, friends tell me this, but also reading a, a few things about they're talking about Hennon Hooker being more like a more athletic uh, uh, Jameis Winston kind of deal. But first of all, where do you think he would go? Somebody's going to take a reach on him. And second of all, I, I would think that we need to do whatever we can to maybe just maybe get him. And But I think he's going to be gone. And they're not, the Saints are not going to look at him as a lot of other teams would. Well, I, I'm a big fan of Oh, Hooker. yeah, yeah. That's one thing. Listen to Mike to tell you because Mike's been a big man, fan of his. Uh, <laughs> he came to Manning. I was a fan before. But right. just to hear before him talk, the season, Mike, you how were. well he could throw the ball. He's accurate. He's smart. He's got a huge set of mitts. When he grabs a ball – he can throw it. He's a great leader. Uh, he's a timing passer. But I can't teach accuracy, and I can't teach technique. And you watch him, how well he throws the football. He's coming off the knee injury. He is in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. He asked Jim Nagy. Jim uh, spoke to me about it. To do it, interviews? That he said, I want to go to the Senior Bowl, and they want to interview me. I'm going to be there. But I want to also be there for my Tennessee guys that are there also. Great leader uh, with this. He says he will be able to be running by late March. That's now, amazing. Now, that's amazing. That's, that's what, the, man, technology. Because he hurt his knee late in the season. Yeah. And he says he'll be able to, to run by late March, early April. I, for me, he's a first-round pick guy. He's a first-round pick guy. But a later first round. Pick. Yeah, yeah. He, he don't. You know, when you said Jameis Winston, he don't have the baggage of Jameis Winston. And man, you, know. you talk about he's he's got some movement skills that are underrated for how he can move around the pocket and sort of evade the rush. He does a really nice job. But a leader, if I'm grading him, I give him as high a rating as I can. He can come to Tennessee with the job given to him. He got beat out at Virginia Tech. He told me I lost the job. Uh, I came to Tennessee. Joe Milton was supposed to be the guy from Pahokee, well, Florida, no. who was at Michigan. No, and I'm glad it didn't you brought work that for up. Joe I'm, Milton. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Mike. Adversity. They got so many talented players right now that they can't fight. What I mean by can't fight, you got to be resilient. Look at Jalen Hurts. Resilient, how you handle adversity. Alabama, Oklahoma. Look at Joe Burrow. Ohio, uh, Ohio State, 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 LSU, LSU. Hooker, you, Virginia Tech, Tennessee. You look at all the examples. Now, you, you have like Peyton Manning and all. You have a few, but there's a lot of players. Look at that verse situation they've been. Okay, look, Pat Mahomes. University of Texas. Oh, hook them horns. Yeah, right. Or the Sooners. They didn't, even, they didn't even recruit Pat Mahomes. He had to go to Texas Tech. Now, look at Josh Allen. You know who gave him a scholarship? One. He had to go to Wyoming. No, that's why you got to be resilient. If you believe in yourself, you got to keep fighting and don't give up the ghost. Justin Herbert told me this at Manning Camp. You know how many major college scholarships I got? One, Oregon. No, I, th- that, that was it. Everything else, Eastern Washington, all these other that's little why, small So schools. what if you're a stud in high school? You got to keep nothing. being a stud, and if it doesn't work out your way, you got to keep fighting. 
You got to be resilient. We'll be back with finishing it off here on Second Guess right after this break on the Big 870. We're finishing off here, Second Guess on the Big 870, live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. At 7 o'clock, it'll be the Matt McMahon Show. Struggling this year with men's basketball. Kim Mulkey and all got it going on in women's basketball. The last I saw... They had the lead over Tennessee. I'm going to throw this to Charlie Long because we were talking about preseason number one rankings in baseball where LSU is. This is not entering the tournament, but this is preseason All-Americans. Yeah, yeah. And Charlie... Uh, you did a lot of research on it, so give I did my us homework, that guys. Yeah, 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 to you, be you, if you could so, be preseason so, number one and finish number one. Yeah. So, so the the biggest kind of purse, I guess you could call it, with that 1999 Miami team is teams that enter the postseason as the top overall seed. And as far as preseason rankings, the last team to do it, start number one overall in the preseason and win the championship, 2009 LSU. Wow, so it goes back. That? Yeah, it hey, goes hey, back uh, that oh, oh, that's a good omen. So, 2009 uh, under Coach. So, Abair can sleep better tonight. Yeah, under Coach Venari. <laughs> I mean, you think because that's a lot of pressure. Because right now, realistically, where LSU and the team that they have, no, that's not that's not um, you know pie in the sky. That we should expect that you're going to Omaha. Now, anything can happen, but LSU should make that final eight to get to the College World Series. But uh, to be preseason number one and to, and to be number one, boy, that's a big feather in your cap considering the competition in the SEC. When you got Charlie, what it's like, uh, I, I want to say three out of the five. Yeah, three in out of the, the top, top five. five like, and then six out of yeah. the top ten. Right. No, it, it's unbelievable. So, Charlie, you were telling me for, uh, Vanderbilt. Yeah. So there were a couple of these that yeah, were really close, like where instances where the number two team preseason would end up winning the championship for instance 2019 LSU was preseason number one Vanderbilt was preseason number two and Vandy won it and then a few years before that in 2015 Vanderbilt was the preseason number one and Virginia beat them P- Virginia was preseason number two and then yeah it was like back and forth with so Charlie who's the preseason number two behind, L- behind LSU I don't know that might Tennessee. be a good bet Tennessee oh, that might be a good bet I don't know LSU or Tennessee <laughs> Ah, uh, man, Tennessee spit the bit last yeah, year. Yeah, but maybe not this Notre year. Dame. Well, thank you for listening to Second Guest tonight. All right, bon nuit, les Good night, people. Who that? Matt McMahon Show coming up next here on the Big 870. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.